Welcome back to our podcast. Uh, Andrew Farhat here along with my bride, Daisy. Hello. Uh, we started this uh, last time by answering the question, what does Jesus say about abortion? And then today what we're going to do is piggyback on that with a question that is posed to us as followers of Christ is, do Christians care about people pre-birth only or do they actually care about people post-birth? Um, so we wanted to answer that question uh, and we'll start with a personal story from Daisy. Sure. So. Um, just in our experience, I um, was newly pregnant and we lived in St. Louis and we had um, a two-year-old and um, I visited a crisis pregnancy center in St. Louis um, because bec insurance reasons, I don't remember exactly, but I had to prove that I was pregnant and it was just kind of an awkward, weird situation. I didn't know what to do. So I went to this crisis pregnancy center because they said they would give me a free pregnancy test. So um, I went there and, you know, I felt kind of awkward about the whole thing and just the love and compassion and care that was shown to me the minute I walked in the door, like it's just stuck with me for years. That daughter that I was pregnant with is 13 now and I still very distinctly just remember walking into that place and just feeling loved and cared for and, you know, they offered me a lot of resources that I didn't need at the time, but I remember thinking like if I know somebody in a pregnancy situation that needs help, like I will absolutely send them to this place. Okay, so, and this is an example of what is available in our nation all over the place, which is pregnancy centers that are giving mothers resources that would help care for them and their baby post-birth as well. Yes, for sure. Okay, and so those exist all over. And, and again, and we wanna just also say this, um, regardless of where you stand on this issue, uh, we want you to know we love you. Everybody's welcome at St. John's Church and School. Uh, we love everyone. We're just answering this from a Christian perspective. So we will give away our presuppositions right from the beginning. We believe in Jesus and we love him. And he's kind of where we get a lot of our ideas from. Um, so that is a cool personal story from our own lives that you were cared for by a Christian organization uh, that is providing resources post-birth. Um, and then also I wanted to share this from um, a Wall Street Journal article that came out uh, June 13th, 2019. And this particular journalist went to a Christian Alliance for Orphans Summit. Okay, so Christian Alliance for Orphans Summit. And he says, hundreds of faith-based organizations attended. Their missions ranging from the recruitment and training of foster parents to providing assistance for kids aging out of foster care. Mm -hmm. So right off the bat, he's documenting hundreds of, um, and there are Christian organizations, mm -hmm. that are not just stopping at, okay, it's wrong to have an abortion, but how will we care for these babies? How will we care for these children if you uh, cannot take care of them? And there's Christian organizations doing a lot all over the nation. Also, he said that there in attendance were replanted ministries offering post-placement support for adoptive and foster families. Patty's Hope provides counseling, training, and housing for biological mothers of kids in foster care. Reese's Rainbow advocates for children with special needs and awards grants to families who adopt them. Uh, so I would say that just like right off the bat, you could see that the claim is not true. Christians don't care post-birth. 
No, I think if you do your research, you're going to find Christians care a lot about humanity post-birth. In addition, he documents this, which I found to be the the most eye-opening. He says, in 2015, Adrian Lewis, a foster father, started an online platform called Care Portal. It allows churches to see requests from local child welfare officials. They include calls for clothing, furniture, tutors, mentors, and a ride if needed. And they can even publish requests for people to open their homes to foster children. Care Portal now operates in 20 states and has served more than 40,000 children. And Mr. Lewis sees Airbnb and Uber as a model for Care Portal, which he hopes will change the way that local communities care for kids and families at risk. So I think that's really cool because that's an easy way to jump online and for churches to say, okay, how can we make a difference immediately? Okay, so if I can't bring in a child into my home, well, clothing, furniture, tutors, mentors, churches are primed for that. So cool. So that was that particular article and... Uh, also, Daisy, you came across something on Reddit <laughs> recently. What, what did you see there? So I was just trying to do some research online, and I came across this, this forum of, you know, someone asked a question, and then a bunch of people answered, and this person asked, like, what are churches doing to help? single mothers that was basically the question and what was interesting about this is there was like something like 330 comments and of course there was the gamut of negative to positive and all over the place but I would say the majority of the comments were positive and it was just one after another I know this person doing this I know this church doing this this and this and this on and on and on and this is you know a very small segment of our population. So for there to be that much there was very interesting to me. I just wanted to read just a few of the hundreds of responses. Um, someone says, he's talking about his church, we offer meals, childcare, counseling, employment training, housing support. We partner with local nonprofits, doing addiction counseling, exiting sexual exploitation, permanent housing, emergency care, so on and so forth. Another person says, I have a friend who is a mechanic. He does maintenance and repairs at cost or for free for single moms and those in financial need. Ministry that does free oil changes. My church would help fund groceries, find affordable housing. Um, We have a program that assigns mothers to be with a partner who will walk her through her pregnancy, provide what they need, cribs, car seats, clothes, diapers, formula. Um, And I could go on and on. I just, I printed out a very small amount of these and... um, It was just amazing, like, these aren't, for the most part, organizations, but these are individual churches and people who have just taken the initiative on their own. Organic. Yeah, organically Mm -hmm. to just say, hey, this is what we're going to do to help those people in our community that we see that are in need. And, Mm -hmm. I mean, I was almost in tears reading through all of these responses. It was just incredible. That's awesome. So it's kind of like, you know, a quick little straw poll of what's, you know, going on out there. And you could see that, like, just an organic uh, forum, unsolicited, not organized or put together to prove a point. Right, exactly. You can see that there's an organic interest in caring for children. Yeah. Um, And then also, I would just highlight this for a non-straw poll research, which is, you know, so if, if you were to just 
do research of all Christian humanitarian aid efforts in the world, which is a huge endeavor because there are thousands of organizations that are not for-profit that are seeking to make a difference with regards to humanitarian need. So the, the last study that I could find where this, uh, this is a big research endeavor, was done in 2005. But look at what it says, non-governmental organizations related to the World Council of Churches and those of the group of Caritas International spend over a billion dollars a year in aid and development. So if that was the budget in 2005, I think that uh, says a lot. Um, in addition, uh, the Lutheran World Federation has a budget of $73 million for aid and development. And then I thought this was interesting. According to a 1953 study, religious non-governmental organizations gave 90% of the assistance provided after World War II. So I think that's a strong testimony. So it's like 90%. Yeah. Um, and so, so the question, do Christians care about people after they're born? I think the overwhelming answer is yes. Um, we do. Um, are Christians perfect? No. Um, and we can talk about that another time, but uh, you also had a, a story you wanted to share as well. Yeah, so just in that same Reddit thread, um, I read this story and it's just, to me, an example of just how one Christian can make a huge difference by loving somebody else who is in need. Um, a man writes, I was raised by a single mom who had had multiple abortions prior to me. She really, really struggled, and there were a lot of days we didn't have food. One day, the Salvation Army knocked at the door, and they were asking for donations. My mom said she loved their work and would donate if she could, but she didn't have any money. And I saw this man get his wallet and take out money and give it to my mother, who started crying. He had no idea what he did for us. Maybe he thought he helped us out with food, but he did way more than that. He changed our world. I saw up close and personal what Jesus looks like. It changed me. It deepened my faith, and so many people have been fed and helped because one man was kind to my mother when other people looked down on her. And I wish I knew more of his story of what he did with that afterwards, but it sounds like just one small act of kindness really changed someone's life. Mm, wow. Okay. And I guess we could close with that today, Daisy. And, you know, to the all who are listening out there, again, we, we're trying to answer these questions from a Jesus-centered perspective. He's changed our lives. He's changed our existence. We believe He's our Lord. That means we believe He's in charge. We don't really get a lot of ideas from our own <laughs> you know, perspective, mm. or at least we try not to. We try mm. to say, what does Jesus, what is He after? And so everything we've said in these last two podcasts doesn't mean we're pro-Trump and everything he's ever said. Uh, we want you to know you can be a pro-life uh, Democrat, pro-life Republican, pro-life Libertarian. Uh, we believe followers of Christ, if they want to follow him, will land there. And if that's not where you're at, we still love you and respect you and want to continue the dialogue. With that said, if you'd like to submit a question for us to tackle on one of our podcasts, please go ahead and do that at hello at sjdenver.org. We love you. Take care. Bye.